0: What's up, everybody? Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I love y'all. I'm really excited about all of these episodes, man. I've just been having a really fun time just coming up with ideas, topics, concepts, and subjects to talk about, man, and I hope y'all been enjoying it as well. I'm really excited about this episode right here. This one is about dreaming with God. My prayer is that anybody listening and anyone whose lives I'm able to personally touch will begin to really dream with God. That's my goal. I want you to live out God's dream for your life. I want you to be able to dream with God and also seek him for the vision that and plan that he has for your life and for you and for who he made you to be. Because we're all in the process of becoming and we're all day by day as we enter into devotion and discipline and commitment and sanctification and our minds get consecrated according to his will his purpose and as well as his nature his image and likeness we are also becoming um, molded more into his image we're becoming more like god and we're supposed to walk in christ likeness if we don't look like christ then why would anybody want christ through you If they don't see Christ in you, then what are they seeing? What is even there? What are you, you know what I'm saying? So, but everything begins to change when you begin to dream with God. I want to tell you one thing. Actually, matter of fact, I said one thing. I don't know how many things I'm going to say. I have no script at all. I want to tell you this. Before you can begin to really dream with God, you're going to have to learn how to be vulnerable. If you cannot be vulnerable with God, then how can you lay down your agenda? If you're stuck in your ways, you have a hard heart, you have stoniness, you have just things you're not willing to let go of, then what do you think is going to be able to fit into your hands that he wants to really put in them? If your hands are closed off to God, if your mind's closed off to God, there's so many people that are stuck in their ways because we've had to learn how to survive, When you've only had in you to survive your whole life, it's been tough. You've been through trauma. You've been through so much. And you know how to survive. You've became something that was necessary for certain seasons. You've developed certain habits and certain uh, uh, skill sets and whatever it is, certain ways, certain impulses, just the inner workings within your heart that that were may have been necessary for a time because of survival's sake but when you get out of certain seasons and they're no longer necessary and they're no longer useful to you but you've developed uh this this thing where you're stuck in your way you're not going to let go of it because it was so useful it becomes a friend to you that's well really that's almost like the textbook definition of of uh what's it called ptsd And really what that is, it's a stronghold. A lot of what we call spirits nowadays, what is spiritual, when when people are working deliverance, a lot of the stuff is in the battlefield of the mind. There are strongholds that you have developed that you're unwilling to let go of. You don't want to grow. You don't want to develop. You don't want to give it to God. You're not truly laying it down. You may be outwardly changing behaviors and changing appearances and certain things, but if your heart is not softened for the things of god and for the heart of god and the heartbeat of heaven then you haven't truly awakened to god's dream for you man hallelujah so you're gonna have to learn how to get vulnerable with god i'm talking about laying your face down being led by the spirit becoming one with the spirit having forgiveness in your heart um true strength lies in vulnerability and once you're able to get to that place your eyes become opened and it becomes kind of like what jesus said where if your eyes be single then your whole body be full of light but if your eyes have darkness how great is that darkness in you we have to we have to walk in wholeness we have to trust god for healing and when we can do that we can begin to dream with him because if you're able to if you're able to open your heart up to God you're not only I'm not, when I say dream with God I'm not talking about dreaming God for some kind of Maserati, Ferrari, big giant house with the white yeah. those things are great, they're beautiful, they're pretty, they look good in pictures. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about your soul. First we must begin to dream with God for our healing, for our deliverance. For who we are and who god may have purposed us to become but because we've had spent so long surviving in these streets or wherever you know at home even if your home was terrible it's not even out in them streets whatever the place is you've developed a safe place within yourself but god is saying look i am your safe retreat i am the strong tower i'm the high tower my name you run into it and you are safe when you can enter into that place, you are walking in spirit and truth. And when you walk in spirit and truth, you develop your ears to hear the voice of God. And he begins to grant you the desires of your heart where you may have thought you wanted this. But he's saying, look, I've made you for that. And you're, and it's, it becomes a back and forth between you and God, face-to-face relationship. And now you're walking in the spirit. Hallelujah, man. Man, hallelujah. See, I've heard preachers, you know, especially when it comes to men. I've I've even heard of preachers pretty much saying it's impossible. I'm 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 not. I cannot make this up. This sounds so ridiculous. I've literally heard people basically saying, telling men, it's pretty much impossible to get rid of porn addictions to porn. If you're like a lot of men, lust, pornography, whatever it is, those are self-soothing mechanisms to the stresses of life. Those are open doors to the demonic. And is, and they are very hard strongholds to get rid of, but it is not impossible. If you believe it's impossible. See, this is the thing I don't like about the 12 Steps program. You know, hallelujah for people that want to help. But the lie here is that you are an addict for life. I was an alcoholic. I got kicked out of school. I got kicked out of high school for being drunk while in in-school suspension, doing a whole kind of foolishness. I am not an alcoholic at all. I got my deliverance, hallelujah, for that. But I am not an addict for life. That's the lie of the enemy to where you feel so bound by something. See, you can be bound by something, even if you don't do it for 12 years. In your mind, if you believe you're an addict, then you are. But if you believe that you are saved, if you believe that you are delivered, if you believe that you are healed, if you believe the report of the Lord, then you are walking in the light and condemnation is no longer your friend. See, sometimes we walk in condemnation and we think it's a form of humility. Man, there's so many lies of the enemy. And when you begin to dream with God, those lies begin to crumble. Because the reason we lose the ability to dream with God is because we've started to believe the lies of the enemy. I met someone whose father was an alcoholic. And he literally was saying Well, my father was an alcoholic, so therefore I'm going to be an alcoholic for the rest of my life. He had no hope. When you're able to dream with God, you're able to hope. And inside you begin to live again. But the Bible says that where there is no vision, people perish or cast off restraint. When there is no hope inside, the soul begins to wither. That word vision in some translations has to do with prophetic insight, prophetic vision, and even Hearing the voice of God, because happy is he who keeps the law, because he's able to see the law, walk in it and apply it to his life and apply understanding. So through the law, the voice spoken through the prophets and written down on words, they're able to walk and it becomes part of their life. It's not just words on a page. And when we're able to really walk in the spirit and obey the voice of the Lord over and over through our scripture, even in the law, it says, if you will hear my voice and obey So hearing the voice of God is crucial. If you want to be able to dream with God, you must be able to also hear his voice. In order to hear his voice, you must be able to see his word, read his word, obey his word. That's why it says happy is he who keeps the law. Because he's not dying inside. His word is life and Christ is the word. He's the tree of life. And when we become one with the tree of life, we have life within us. And then we're able to dream with God because if you lose the ability to dream then it's like you're not even really living you're just out here surviving and that's a tragedy that is a tragedy the truth is for for that person just like it was for me you are not an alcoholic just because your father walks in certain things doesn't mean you have to follow in those footsteps because when you begin to dream of God and you say God well what if I'm not an alcoholic Whoa, God! Whoa! Like, what if I'm not meant to sit here and drink all day? What if I do have purpose? Part of the reason why people fall into drinking and drinking and drinking all day, every day, like me, is because there's no sense of purpose. And when, when you start hearing the voice of God, and you start dreaming with God in the sense that you're, you're daily you're acknowledging His presence and His uh, and being aware of Him, that He's conscious of you and even mindful of you and has good plans for you, then you can say, God. What if I'm not supposed to be this thing over here that I was I was always told I was? I was always told I was stupid. I was always told I was slow. I was always told I wasn't gonna make it. I was always told these things. These are lies I believed. But what if those things aren't true? Now that's dreaming with God. You're dreaming with God and saying, God, what is your purpose for me? If they're saying this, what are you saying about me and my life? And he begins to tell you, the devil is a liar. And he is even the father of all lies. So if there is a lie spoken into your soul that you've received and accepted and believed, then the opposite must be true. Because a liar will say the opposite of what's true. If he's saying you won't make it, it must be because he wants you to believe it because you must probably supposed to make it. If he says you're stupid, you're probably not actually stupid. He wants you to believe that so that you're not functional you're not effective with your life that you're not impacting others in a positive way because if he can lower you down and squeeze you and squeeze the life out of you then you lose the ability to dream with God and when you do that people perish you have to be able to see it says when people lack vision you have to have your vision aligned with how God sees you and God's vision for your life that's what you need to seek out that's what you need to live out that is walking in the fear of the Lord and it's also working out your salvation with fear and trembling because you're like God this is my life is not my own it is yours so what is your purpose for why I'm here it's not like what they said and that person said and my mama said it's like God what do you say and then from there You get restoration from your soul. And Paul says, I pray that you prosper in health as your soul prospers. You know, when your soul starts to prosper, it affects your body. Doctors will tell you when someone doesn't have a will to live, they start to perish physically. There's an effect with your soul and there's a connection to the physical realm. But when your soul starts to prosper, I'm talking about truly prosper. And not just selfish gain, because you can gain things out of selfish gain, but you're still empty inside. But when you're fulfilled and and you have the reward of heaven within you, and you're walking with that type of fulfillment that only God can give you, and those blessings start coming after it, that's an after effect of your soul prospering in God. Well, <laughs> I love y'all, man, and I pray everybody received it. I pray it blesses you. And uh, I love y'all truth that sets you free. Stay tuned. I'm, I'm shooting for two episodes every single week. Also check out the music because I'm, I'm planning for at least two or three songs a month if I can. I'm gonna try to go as hard as I can this year while still staying and remaining in a place of rest and abiding in the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessings to you all. Shalom.